Well, good morning, everyone. Lovely to see you. Um, and as Sean kind of mentioned earlier, we're all struggling with colds and coughs and things, aren't we? And I thought it might be a wise thing if I didn't sing today, you know, like to save your voice a little bit. But it got to that second song and I just couldn't help myself. I was just like, I've just got to get into this. And I felt, especially when we got to the song about I raise a hallelujah, I thought, there are people in here who need me to sing for them. You wouldn't normally say that, but I really sense that. And I have sung today on behalf of others who need those giants to come down and who are claiming that God is the answer. Um, so that's if I, if I kind of peter out with my voice, it's because it's gone. But we'll just do, just do the best we can. So um, today, the um, theme for today is how can community change my life? And um, the question about community change in our life is the fourth one in the series. So we've had how can the Bible change my life? How can prayer change my life this year? How can worship change my life this year? And how can community change my life this year? So what can we put in place today that will make our lives end in 2024 differently? Not that our lives end, but that we get to the end of 2024 and we are different. I'll just clarify that. So first of all, I wanted to know, is anyone willing to share their earliest memory? I know it's a, I know it's a big question. Daniel's always ready to go with an answer. Um, go on. I went to You went to Skegness for your first holiday. Oh, wow. I had a baby. And you had the measles. Oh, baby measles. Okay. Thank you. Well, that's why you remember it, is it? Has anyone else got... Oh, Janet. Janet's got a memory. Go on, Janet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Frogs came out of the grid. <laughs> well, can anyone beat that? Because that's quite amazing. No frogs coming out of a grid and you got a, a frog as a present on your first day at school. That's quite amazing. Oh, Michael. Go on, Michael. You lived in Leeds. You went out in your pyjamas to the shops. <laughs> they do that in Liverpool now. <laughs> Oh, you had some swizzles in your jammies, in your gym jams. Oh, I think we should all have swizzles next week in honour of Michael, don't you? Well, my earliest memory, and I don't know how old I was for this, but I just remember my mum took me and my brother to my grand's, and my grand lived in this um, terraced house, which is, you call it a two up, two down, two rooms downstairs, two rooms upstairs. And when we went in, um, my grand said, Right, shush, I'm expecting someone to come. I want you to come through to the back room and I want you to sit down and we're going to turn the lights off and we're going to pretend we're not in. And I thought, well, this is very exciting. So that's what happened. So we, we went through to the back room and this person that she was expecting to come, sure enough, on the front door, 
And we had to just stay really, really quiet and just sit there, no lights on. And then she went away and the lights went on and we could talk again. And it kind of made me think, we have a choice about engaging with people. We have a choice, don't we, about um, accepting invitations or welcoming people into our lives. And that, I just remember that as being funny from when I was little, and um, I'm glad you had a chuckle about it as well. Uh, so this preach today is about community. And um, when I started looking at it, I was like, there is so much involved in community. It blew my mind a little bit. So I messaged 25 people and said, can you define community for me, please? So thank you to those 25 people who have helped to prepare this preach. And here is some of the words that they came up with. Listen in and see what you think of these words. Togetherness, common interest, helping each other, relationships, friendship, belonging, connection, a sense of family, supporting, part of something, valued, united, listened to, serving others, knowing each other, identity, included, not judged, a safe place. I like this one in particular, a support system for any individual within its reach, sacrificial and caring. So there's some of the words that you've come up with that, that make up what community is all about. Um, after that, I found this definition, uh, just a dictionary definition, and wanted to share it now. So it says, is it coming on the screen? Oh, it's there. It's a group of people that care about each other and feel that they belong together. I feel like that sums up all of those thoughts. And just to break it down, it's a group of people um, in this room, we are real humans with real lives, real stories, real hopes, and real dreams. How well do we know each other? How well do we know each other's lives? Until today, we didn't know that Janet got a frog when she was four on her first day at school, or Michael went to shop in his jammers when he was little and bought some swizzles. <laughs> we didn't know these things. There's so much rich things that we can learn from each other. Um, we care about each other. We're not random strangers. We're in relationship. We trust, we share, we support. That's what true community is about. We feel that we belong together. We want to be together. We want to be belong. We want to be loved. We want to feel a sense of home. When I read that little phrase there, a sense of home, when I walk through the doors of this church, regardless of how long I've been coming here, that's what I want to feel. I'm home. This is where I belong. This is my fit, uh, my family, my tribe. I want to feel accepted here. And we want to do that together because we've got a shared identity and a shared, shared purpose in being here, haven't we? You know, like I mentioned earlier, that at, at the start, I didn't want to sing to save my voice, but I wanted to sing because of the people in this room that need their miracle. And I want to sing on behalf of my brothers and sisters in Jesus in the family of God who need that miracle. 
Um, we're here for each other, aren't we? Now, I, I kind of made a mistake. Sometimes me and my husband, Paul, <laughs> see things very differently, very differently. And we were on the M62, and I thought, I'm just going to say to Paul, how do you see community? What communities are you, are you in? So he answered the first question, and he said, well, he said, uh, I go to, to Warrington a couple of times a week, and he goes to a certain coffee shop, and in that coffee shop, he goes at the same time, he sits in the same seat, interestingly, for someone who's not a conformist, uh, and he engages with the same four or five people who are in, and over a, a length of time, they have become friends. They're all different ages, all different backgrounds, but they've built a community and they care about each other. And when I heard that, I thought, yeah, I'll give him that. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's community, isn't it, if you do that? Fair dues. It was what he said next. So he said, I'm also um, in the Warrington Rugby Wolves community. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, I go and watch Warrington play. And I said, that is not community. There are 10,000 people there. You don't know them. I do know them. No, you don't know them. And this went on for a little while. And then he said, I've spoken to your Uncle Tom there twice. And I said, two conversations with my Uncle Tom in 15 years do not make community. <laughs> well, I thought, I'm on, a, I'm on a roll here with this. Um, but it was what he said next, because he said, we are all there because we are supporting that team. We are passionate about them. We want them to win. We pay money so that the club can, you know, grow and develop money for our tickets. This is my town. This is my team. And I thought, he's got a point. <laughs> I thought I'd better pipe down here. He's, he's actually got a point. So I've kind of thought, community's massive. Community is 10,000 people all following the same thing, all passionate about it, all wanting their team to win, not necessarily knowing each other. And I think about us on a Sunday, like, we don't, don't necessarily all know each other, do we? But we're on the same team. We're aiming for God's glory here in witness. That's the purpose of Foundry Community Church. We want to see Jesus' name lifted high. Um, a different, different um, aim than Warrington Wolves have got, I, I grant you that. But still, I just thought that was interesting. And then I started to think about the different communities that we're involved in, um, because we're, we're all living on streets, aren't we, where we've got neighbours. And someone said to me that their street is a real community. It's different ages, different faiths, different backgrounds, but they care and they love each other. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. I wanted to show you these two little videos because this lady's called Monica and she just makes me laugh and I like to have a laugh. So have a watch of these and see what you think about neighbours. Oh, I tell you what I'm doing, I can hear an argument. Can hear something kicking off on the street. Yeah, shut that door because all I can hear is the washing machine and I want to listen. Dave, there is a massive... 
massive argument kicking off on the street. They just went out there and they saw me, so I had to run back in. It's over a parcel. Yeah, number, number 12 and number 14, absolutely going at it. But one of them stole the parcel. My money's on number 14. Never liked the look of him. But yeah, I'm going to stick my head back out the window just so I don't miss anything. See you in a bit. <laughs> yeah, we'll go. <gasps> She's great, isn't she, Monica? She just, I think she's like, she's like me. I love that bit. You know, when she's running and the slippers, they've seen me, they've seen me. And it's number 14. Who's got a number 14 that's horrible on their street? It's, it just makes me laugh. And then, like, when she switches it, you know, at the end, and she's going, oh, hi, yeah, I've got to go for a spin. Not going for a spin. <laughs> but really, what is the experience that we have, like, with our neighbours? What are we here in this room? And then what are we on the street with the community where we're placed? Um, I've thought about like there's other non-faith communities as well that we're involved in. Like some people in running clubs, drama clubs, caravan club, the uni girls. Ooh, did that get a cheer then? Was that the car Whoa! Was that a uni girl or the caravan club? Caravan club. Or slimming work. No, I won't go there. Um, School playground dads as well, that's another community. So just like, think this over, like what small communities, this community you're involved in because you're here today, what other communities are you part of? Um, I wanted to, to read these verses from Philippians 2 um, because it just talks about us being in community and it's taken from the message. So it's Philippians 2, 1 to 4. If you've got anything at all out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, if being in the community of the Spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favour, agree with each other, love each other, be deep-spirited friends, don't push your way to the front, don't sweet-talk your way to the top, put yourself aside, and help others get ahead. Wow. Help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. We're in a world, aren't we, where sometimes we are the focus. We're the centre of our own little world. And in those verses, like God's saying, just like turn your eyes out, Look at your community. How can you help? How can you lift someone up? How can you raise someone up? How can you support and cheer someone on? 
And sometimes that might mean that your agenda is second. The second verse is there from Philippians 2 and it's verse 15. And I really love this verse because it asks us to go out into the world uncorrupted, that we can be a breath of fresh air in this squalid and polluted society. It's a tough world, isn't it, hey? When you read the news, when you see what's happening, the world is not sweet. But you know what? God in you is sweet. Jesus in you is life. Jesus in you is joy. And that's what we can carry out into the society. Provide people with a glimpse of good living and of the living God. Carry the light-giving message into the night. That's immensely challenging as I stand here today and want to punch my neighbours. Can I be honest? I don't like being awake at quarter past four listening to them sing with drunken accents. I don't. But God says, go out into the world and be a breath of fresh air. How am I to um, navigate differences with people in community? How do we work it all through? How do be, we be? You're not like Monica. Do you know what I mean? She's there like, oh, look at your car. No, I'm not even going to comment on that. Oh, nice car. And she changes it all around. How can we be true and authentic and genuine in all the situations that God has placed us in? And I just thought, like one of the, well, the groups that people are in, like one was the playground ads. Those groups will change over time because in, 10 years time, if the playground dads are still meeting in that school playground, that is not a good thing. It's not a good thing because their kids have moved on and they are now at senior school. So playground dads, that group disperses. So some of our communities, they're just for a time. If you're at college or school or uni, it's just for a time. And in that time, God is asking you to mingle and mingle well among your peers and your people until he moves you on into the next group and he places you in that. Um, I wanted to read you. Ooh, getting through my notes, this is good. Here at Foundry Community Church, we, I couldn't believe the number of communities that we've got on offer. If you, if you fancy a little cheer, if your community comes up, then please do. But equally, if you're an introvert and you're not a cheerer, that's fine too. Just like, give us a wave. So Tuesday's Starlight. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Wednesdays, knit and natter. Oh, okay. <laughs> Friday, warm space. FDY, FDK. Oh, young adults, church. <laughs> Chosen Tuesdays. Yeah, come on. Connect groups, we've got seven of them. Uh, monthly pray nights. FCC Women's Prayer Breakfast, Sean. Prayer, just a breakfast. <laughs> Lunch club. Uh, oh, this, this one's great. I'm so excited about this one because we've not mentioned it yet. Barzad, you're going to cook for us, aren't you? In three weeks' time. And we're calling it Farzad's Feast. Whoa. So Farzad is cooking. It's an opportunity for everyone can you cater for 150, Farzad? Yeah. 150 people, no problem, and Farzad will cook for us. Invitations are extended to be part of something, but in order for us to be part of something, we have to say, 
you know what? I'm going to go to that. I'm going to join that. I'm going to be part of it. I'm going to make my church community more than this hour on a Sunday because I want to get to know people. Or do you want to be like, I don't know, two, three-year-old me sat in a dark house ignoring people? <laughs> What's, that's the choice. Community is a choice. Um, I wanted to show that, you know, when I was growing up, right, there was this thing when preachers used to come to the old church I went to, and it was a standing joke that in their sermon there'd be three points and a poem. Well, I haven't got any points today. This is like working through as we're going along, and there's certainly no poem. But I have got three videos, so this is the third video. Um, here we go. Tell me what that is. Do you recognise it? A murmuration of starlings. Thank you. Yeah. So it's, it's this like beautiful phenomenon that happens when all these starlings just get together and just like fly in this massive group and form all these beautiful patterns in the air. Um, and someone set it to music, which was even like sweeter. But I think for me, seeing something like that, it's mesmerising. It's attractive. It draws the attention. And I feel like, in a way, that's what the church should be like. We should be a big group of different people, all like doing our own thing, but all moving in some sort of pattern in a way that honours God and that reflects his beauty and that is seen and glorifies him and that other people see it and they just think, wow, wow. To me, that's a little picture of what the church can look like. So I've thought on this journey about community. Community can be like massive, it can be medium-sized, it can be small, and I wanted to finish with it being very small. And just to share this verse from Matthew um, 18 and verse 20, and I love this community, because it's a community that Jesus speaks about, where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. It's all you need. Two or three of you meeting together and Jesus is with you. That's intentional community. He is with you. And sometimes our connect group leaders might worry that there's not many in the group. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. 
if no one, you know, if there's only two or three of you that gather on that one night, that's fine. Because the Lord Jesus Christ is present with you in that group, in that gathering. And that makes it special. And then the second verse um, is from Ecclesiastes 4 and 12. And this is such a sweet verse. By yourself, you're unprotected. With a friend, you can face the worst. You can face the worst. Who's grateful that they've got friends alongside them who are journeying with them at this particular time? With a friend, you can face the worst. Can you round up a third person? A three-stranded rope isn't easily snapped. And it's just kind of saying, like, when there's three of you, two or three of you, and you're intertwined, you can, like, take on the world. And often that's, that's used in um, marriage ceremonies when two people are married and it says that like Christ is the third person in that relationship that's going to last. And friendships like that are going to last. I am particularly grateful to Mandy, who plays the keyboards, because every now and again, every month, Mandy and I get a coffee and we go out walking and we chat and we do life together and we chew life over and we share wisdom and we encourage each other and we listen. But that is an intentional friendship with Jesus involved in it. Yeah. And my challenge today is where are your friendships? It's good being part of the big crowd, of the big flock of starlings. It's good. But we need the little intentional friendships that will help us to get through this year, that will help us when the worst comes, we can face it because we've got a friend walking with us, a human friend as well as Jesus with us. So how can you build those friendships? How can you say to somebody, fancy a coffee? Let's, should we meet up in the week? Do you want to go for a pint? Fancy a meal? Do you want to chat? And you might get a no. You might, but that's okay, just move on, they're lost. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And find somebody, but make it, make it more than this. Because if we want to be Foundry Community Church, then we, we, as individuals, have got to take responsibility and start accepting invitations to stuff and start engaging. And maybe small is a good way to start. Maybe that's a... Those times with Mandy, they're dead sweet. I love them. It's a coffee and a chat, and I can't wait for the next one to come along. Just special, aren't they? Whatever your thing is. It might be going out for a run with someone. It might be going into town. You might, you might like shopping. I hate shopping. <laughs> but it's different things for different people, isn't it? Um, but get a date in the diary and do it. And watch as friendships build and as, as community grows. You're blessed. They're blessed.